Thank you. Thank you, Ben and Eric. Thanks for leading us. Well, good morning, everyone. It's, uh, it's good to be here. Uh, we're, really, we're really glad that you're here at Church in the Valley today. Um, my name is Jeep Underwood. I'm the campus pastor here. And uh, we've, we're in the middle of a series right now on perspective and just like what, how life really works. And we've been looking at, we were looking at some foundational aspects, some foundational aspects of just really how life really works. And uh, we've been looking at, we looked at the scriptures and how those really need to be the reality grid that we filter our lives through. We've looked at how knowing God personally really is the key to really understanding reality. And, and we've looked at our great need of God in the life that he gives us and uh, the new life he gives us when we accept Christ and, uh, and really choose to make him the boss of our lives. And we, last week we looked at how walking with God is really accepting the invitation that God's given us to really learn from him and to really walk with him and really put into practice the things he says and how that changes our lives. This week, we're going to be looking at uh, just our need to really walk together as a community with God, our need to walk together as a community with God as we walk with God individually. Um, you know, that's a huge need. We really need other people in our lives. Unfortunately, one thing that really works against that is our culture just has a real problem with isolation. You guys have probably all really experienced this and seen this, is that uh, there's just there's a lot of isolation in our in our in our culture. People just they get caught up in the things they're doing and they, they tend to isolate themselves from everyone else and kind of live uh, live separate lives. There's a there's a study that came out about three months ago uh, by it was done conducted by Cigna Health Insurance. It, it looked at look it was a nationwide study. It looked at twenty thousand people and asked them questions and it found that nearly half of all Americans really feel lonely. And that's kind of, that's just a, that's a huge number. About half of Americans feel lonely. And about 50, said about 54% feel like no one really knows them well. These are, these are just big numbers for me. And then it said about 40% of people, they really lacked, they felt they lacked companionship. They felt that the relationships weren't as meaningful as they wished they were. And they felt isolated from other people. So it's just a, just a, it's just a snapshot of really kind of what you see in our culture is just how isolated in general that we've become. And then, you know, it's it really, there's a, I'm not going to talk about a musical every week, I promise. <laughs> but, but today, uh, there's a, you know what, we were just in New York about two months ago or so. And so one of the cool things is I got to send Molly and Kate to a, uh, uh, production of, uh, uh, what's that one called? Uh, Phantom of the Opera. So they got to see like the iconic Broadway musical on Broadway. Patrick and Donovan and I went and watched, uh, Solo at the theater next door. <laughs> we had popcorn, it was great. <clears throat> but, uh, but they, uh, if you ever seen the price on some of those tickets, you'll understand why we were watching Solo. But anyway. So, but there's a, there's a, there's a musical that's, that's kind of just on fire right now. Just, just hugely, hugely popular. Uh, just called Dear Evan Hansen. And the music is just like really kind of out there. They released an album. Uh, it's just, uh, it's really kind of struck a chord with, with just our culture and with, the, with folks around. Now as we're driving across, we were driving all over the country. Molly started singing this song, uh, Waving Through a Window. And the boys are going, stop singing the song. You know, it's like, and so I actually wasn't paying attention to the song too much. Every time I heard waving through a window, the fight would then develop. But uh, this last week, Molly was singing that. 
And I started listening to the lyrics, and I realized that they really do connect with what we're talking about today. I, didn't, I just actually didn't know much about what the musical was all about. But really it's about Evan, a high school senior who really distances himself from other people. He gets socially isolated. And uh, it really deals it really deals with the loneliness that we can feel. And it really deals with our desire to connect other people. That's really in all of us. So I want to look at, this is a chorus from the song Waving Through a Window. I'm going to try to read this. Um, actually, I got it down here. I'll take a look here. On the other side, on the outside, always looking in, will I ever be more than I've always been? <clears throat> Because I'm tap, tap, tapping on the glass. I'm waving through a window. I try to speak, but nobody can hear. So I wait around for an answer to appear while I watch, 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 and people pass by. I'm waving through a window. Oh, can anybody see? Can anyone waving back at me? And just, I, I think it, <clears throat> you have to, I have to apologize. I just dropped my daughter off at college, so I'm emotional about everything. <laughs> um, but you get this picture of someone who's on this side of the glass and they're really wanting to connect. And you, you see these couple of, there's a couple of questions in here that I think are just foundational questions is, will I be more than I've ever been? And also, is anybody waving back at me? Is anyone really paying attention to me? There's just a real need. There's a real need that all of us really have to really be connected. God's really designed us with this deep need in our lives to uh, to really know other people and to be known by them. It's a real deep need that we have. And God really desires that we really would grow and change over time and become much more than we've always been. And that we would really, and as we, we get uh, relationally connected with other people who really care about us. That's what this song is capturing is that cry that God's really put in our hearts. It's something that we really need, uh, we really want to connect with. And it's something that, that resonates, I think, with each one of us. You know, when you look at, one time uh, someone came up to Jesus and they asked, hey, what's the greatest commandment uh, in the Bible, you know, in the, in the Old Testament then? Uh, let's take a look at uh, Matthew uh, chapter 22. Jesus said this, he said, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. Jesus said, you know, you can kind of sum up the Old Testament in these two things, and that is love God and love people. God, God is really, uh, he's, he's really made us, he's designed us for relationships. Relationships are really what we need, and that's really what he's designed. When he created Adam and Eve, he created Adam and Eve. You know, he created some people that could really be complementary and really be in a relationship with each other. But it's so easy to isolate ourselves. It's so easy to fall into that trap of our culture and the things that would pull us just into isolation. It might be busyness, fear, pride. It could be all kinds of things. And when I, when I think of this, I think what comes to my mind is I think of my early years, uh, my early 20s. I'm old enough now where I can say early years. And people go, yeah, you had early years. Um, <laughs> But in my early 20s, I really allowed myself, I didn't even realize it at the time, I really allowed myself to get isolated. Um, I went to, I, I got my undergrad at Fresno State University, and so I was, uh, I was going to school there, and I stayed connected with my family. You know, I would, uh, every three, four weeks, I would drive home and I'd connect with them, and I stayed connected to my family, but 
But I lived by myself in an apartment, and I just I just allowed myself to get really isolated from people. I, I kind of treated school as kind of like a job. I'd just go, to, I'd go there, I'd get it done, and then I'd come back, and I'd just be by myself. And I didn't even realize the impact of that over time. And then, uh, you know, the thought of connecting, I thought of connecting with different campus ministries that were around. Like I would drive, I'd walk across campus and I'd see Campus Crusade or InterVarsity Christian Fellowship that were there. And I remember I'd look at it and go, man, I need to go, I ought to go t- connect with them. I ought to go talk to them. And, and then I would just think, actually, you know, honestly, if I, <laughs> at the time, I don't know what I thought. And as I look back, I can kind of maybe piece together some of the reasons why I never did that. Uh, one, one thing is I think I had this, Fear of acceptance, like would they really accept me for who I am? It's just, just it wasn't that anybody did anything to me. I just had this fear, um, the fear of the unknown. And you know, uh, I wasn't sure that if someone found out who I really was, if that's really someone they'd want to connect with. I just, I just didn't really, I just didn't really get, just didn't, really, wasn't really sure of things. And so I just never did really connect. And uh, and so again, I did that. It became a pattern over time. And then I got a job in Los Angeles after I graduated. It does happen. Be encouraged. Um, and after about a year, I worked here for about a year with the Corps of Engineers. And I pretty much had the same pattern. I just did the same thing. I would just work and come home and be by myself for most of the time. And then uh, my cousin, my cousin, uh, his name's Dude, believe it or not. Uh, my cousin moved to Los Angeles and he began to go to school at USC. And he got connected to this group on campus. Some of you may have heard of it. It's called Christian Challenge. And uh, he really, he began to bring me around a little bit. And, and I, I remember I came around, I liked people, but I just, there was just, I kind of, just kind of kept my distance a little bit. I also felt a little bit different because I was already, I just had finished college. But then uh, I remember I got invited to a Super Bowl party. Uh, everything comes back to the Super Bowl. But, uh Got invited to a Super Bowl party, and I remember at this party just really enjoying myself. And I remember I was cutting up. I was making jokes. People were laughing. And uh, I remember driving back home, and the thing that went through my mind is I went, man, I felt like myself. I felt like myself today. And I didn't really, you know, I had kind of lost touch. When I was in high school, I got in trouble a lot for doing those things, making jokes and cutting people. And uh, I think I still owe some detentions, but that's another whole story. I ran out of years to serve them, but um, we just uh, we had a lot of fun in high school, and and I just as I drove home, I thought, man, this is this is I felt like myself, and what it did is I began to open up relationally, I began to connect with people, and I got connected to that group, and what I found was a real place to belong, and I found a place where I could I really was challenged, and I really a place to grow, and I found a place where people really cared about me. And I really cared about them. And that's what, that's what I want to talk about today is that really the community that God wants for us really provides those three things, a place to belong, a place to grow, and a place where people care about you on the journey, care about us on the journey that we're on. Now, I'm going to look at these separately, but they really they all work together, so it's kind of hard to – they're not truly fully separated, but these all work together. Uh, the place to belong. You know, the, the one, there's one, there's a, a lot of one another's in scripture. If you, be a great study to do is just look through all the, what the scripture says about how we're to treat one another. It paints a picture of the community that he wants us to live in. Uh, Jesus said in John 13, 
He said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. Um, one thing is when you accept Christ and when you step and when you uh, make him the boss of your life, you're actually born into a family. You actually, you're connected to a family and that family has some characteristics. And one of those characteristics is, is just that there's a loving and acceptance of people within the family, just like Jesus loved and accepted us. And that's something that's, it's just a real place to belong. And what's true about the one another's in the scriptures is you can't live those in isolation. You can't treat one another a certain way if you're never around one another. And so you have to be around one another to really con- connect to this, uh, this feeling of community, this, this truth of community. And you know, a community really provides a home for us and a real safe haven. And it really, you know, a freedom, we find a freedom to be ourselves. A uh, place where we can really free to be ourselves where people accept us right where we're at. You know, it's a place where we can really fail and then pick up all the pieces and put them all back together and have somebody help us all along the way and help us get back on track. And it's a place where we really have the freedom to ask questions without fear of condemnation. We can actually ask for help. We can ask things without someone going, well, you should already know that. You know, there's none... There's none of that in this family. In fact, in First uh, John chapter 4, John says this. He says, no one has seen God at any time. If, you love one an- if we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. When, we, when we're in a community of people that are uh, really abiding with God in our relationship with him, and also uh, in relationship with one another, he says that his love is perfected in us. And then you know, a little bit further on, uh, it won't be on the screen, but in a couple verses later, John says this. He says, perfect love casts out fear. And that's one of the reasons it does. is It's, 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 it's love between God and you, but it's also love between you and the other people in this community you're in. And what that does is it, it removes fear it removes fear out of your life. Like, if you're in a community, a community of people who are really loving each other like that, then the fear of relational hurt and damage is just it's just removed. And so that, that's that's the picture of what God really wants for us is to be in an environment like that where we really love one another and we really have a place to belong. The next thing is just you know just a place to grow, a place to really grow and develop over time. Uh, you know, to grow you really need you really need information from the scriptures. And you need a path to follow. And that's, that's kind of what, and, uh, we're talking about with walking with God last week is just, you need to have this scriptural information about how life works and a path to follow. But you also really need to have people along with you. You need to have people that really are connected with you along the way. Someone who's walking the path with you. And one thing you can really, you really need is someone that you can relate to that maybe is just a little bit ahead. Someone that you can relate to that you could really learn from. Maybe you can see some next steps in their life. You can just be around them and you go, boy, they do this. I think that's something I could really do. That would probably make a difference. Like for me, when I started getting connected with the group I described, uh, you know, I got around folks and I, and I began to think, they actually read their Bible on a daily basis. And they talk about it. I was just, and for me, I started to think, you know what, maybe what I ought to do is read the Bible on a daily basis. So I started, I started, it started opening up this idea for me and I began to see some steps that I could take. 
Uh, and then also just I saw people clearing up relationships. I began to, I began to see that. Like, you know, I need to clear up relationships. And I just, I began, you just get around people. You begin to see how they actually operate. And you get a lot of examples on how to, how to really do well and make progress in life. And then also, when you get close to folks, they can really help you see blind spots in your life. You know, things that maybe you can't even see, but things that you really need help with. Like, uh, you know, there's a, there's kind of, in your life, there, there's things that you know, and there's things you don't know about you. I'm still trying to figure myself out. And then, you know, there's some things that other people know about you and other people don't know about you. And so, you know, the, the things that you know and everybody else knows, those are the things you're working on right now. Those, that's what you're working on. And the things that you don't know about you yet and the things nobody else knows about you yet are things you're going to be working on in the future. Uh, those are things that are coming. And then there's some things, you know, the things that you know about you but other people don't know about you, those are the things that we can be really open and honest about and really ask people for help. And so that's something that's really very, very, uh, very, very helpful to be able to just ask people for help. And in this environment is a really place to do that. And then there's things that you don't know about you but other people do. They see things that you don't see. And if you're around them, they can actually help you with those things that you don't even realize are are in the way. And, uh, in fact, if you look at uh, Ephesians uh, 4.25, it kind of captures this thought. It's, therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. This is The context of this is the community I'm talking about, the one another's. And when we care, when someone cares enough and loves you enough to really point out things that you could do really help you, that's something that just helps you break through and make real progress in life. It's something you really need. And then uh, the next the next thing I wanted to just, just talk about a little bit this morning is is that a community that God really wants for you really provides a place where people really care about us on the journey, a place where people really care about us on the journey. We really need people like that in our lives, people that walk alongside us and really encourage us along the way. Um, several, many Actually, I talked about the group that I got connected with. A couple of years later, I was asked, to uh, co-lead a uh, co-lead a uh, a Bible discussion group, like just a small group, and uh, honestly, that was frightening to me. It was very frightening to me because I thought I don't know much, and uh, so I so I, I began to co-lead this uh, Bible study uh, with uh, some folks that are on campus, and I remember about the second time we met, the topic we were looking at was was looking at our concept of ourselves, how we view ourselves and how God views us. And one of the guys that was in that, in that group, uh, in fact, he, he actually wrote me a letter several years ago and he said, Hey, if, if my story helps anybody, please feel free to share it. So I want to share you a little bit about my friend's story. He, he, uh, he came to me after the, after the meeting and I'm actually, you know, I just finished going, I got through it. You know, I, I, I think we, you know, I, I was just so nervous about, you know, how to lead a, a little discussion group, he comes up to me and he said, you know, uh, hey, I think I really need help in this area. You know, I I have some things about concept of myself. And he just said a few little words. He said a few little words because he only said a few little words all the time. In fact, honestly, I didn't even know. I, you'd be around him and he would just say like one or two words. I thought, wow, he is so introverted. I've never even seen anyone on that part of the scale. And and so then he, well, he said that to me, and, and I heard myself say, sure. 
let's get together. And we like scheduled the time. And, and I was just thinking my, in my heart, like, well, how could I, I don't even know how I could really help him. But you know what? Uh, I, I really, I like, I really like him. And I just, you know, I just really cared about him. Like, so I, I remember going up, we set a time and I was over at his apartment and walking up there and I knocked on the door. And as I knocked on the door, I was like, my hand felt heavy and my, my knock. And I'm like, you know, I feel, uh, maybe he won't be here. And then I could call him and say, I came by, but you weren't there. And then we could do it again. I have more time to think about this. And, but then he, uh, he rang and goes, yes. I went, oh, hi. And so he invites me in and I, I come into his room and he shuts the door in his apartment. And the first thing that happened, there's two things that happened actually. One was I noticed how much energy he had. He was like bouncing all over the place. Like literally, like he was just, just looked like he's a bundle of energy. I'm like, and the other thing was he was talking a mile a minute. I mean a mile a minute. I couldn't even, and for just about 10 seconds, I wasn't listening because I just couldn't, I, he's talking. I, I didn't even know he talked. Um, so finally, you know, we started talking a little bit and we sat down. He had this little breakfast nook thing and we sat down. We just started, we talked about some of the things that were in the, in the Bible discussion. And then, uh, he started, he asked, asked me some questions and he asked me, he asked me a question and I, and I remember just sitting there going, I, I told him, I don't know, but what, let's look it up. And I had this Bible that had this great little index. And so I like a really good index. So I went through there and I went, okay. And we, well, here's a verse in, we just talk about what that verse said. And then he, he had some more questions. And I say, I don't know. Let's look it up. That became a real pattern with us. Um, and so I, I don't know. So, you know, we started, uh, we started doing that. And, uh, he and I, he began to learn things and help me. I began, I was learning things and I was helping him. And, you know, I went to, I was able to go to a conference and he wasn't able to make it. So we connected one time and I just shared with him some things I heard in the conference. And we talked about how we could really implement those things in our own lives. And we just began to walk along with each other and uh, spur each other on. And then, But it wasn't just happening with he and I, but actually the whole group. The whole group was really connecting. And they, we began as a group, we just really made progress toward just really knowing how to walk with God and how to care about people. And it just made a real difference in our lives. And at the end, and there's much more to this story, but... Uh, you can, if you want to hear more, talk to me later. Uh, but at the end of that year, uh, my friend's ROTC commander made a statement. And the statement was something like this. I don't remember exactly, but it was, wow, he's really blossomed this year. He's really coming to his own. Sorry, guys. Um, <clears throat> he he was becoming more than he'd always been, and it really what it had to do with what God was doing in his life. But there's something about when you when you relationally connect with people, with following Jesus at the center, that it really causes it really helps everyone there to just make progress. And so it's. It's uh, it's really God who changes people. It's God who really works in people's hearts. But it's being relationally connected that really helps all of us. I was greatly helped that year, and every one of us in that study. I think it was just a, it was just a really uh, it was a, it was a time just to really understand what God wanted for us. And then I think this is captured. If you look at Hebrews ten twenty four to twenty five, 
It says this. It says, And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. You know, that that's, a, that's really painting a picture, is that we would just really be close-knit and be spurring each other on to love and good deeds and really encouraging each other all along the way. And one thing you see there, too, is this, this pull to isolation where it's easy to, uh, to, to pull out of that and, and isolate yourself from that. He says, no, don't forsaken the assembling of ourselves together. So what I want to do is I want to touch base on just a couple of things that, uh, that we really have to fight the pull of to really make sure we don't get isolated. Uh, I'm not quite ready for that slide yet. Oh, they're just lying down here. Uh, yeah, the, you know, there's to make ourselves available to the community that God wants, we really have to fight the pull of those things that isolate us so we can open up space in our lives for people. And here's a few things that, that, that tend to pull towards isolation. These aren't the only, these are just a few things that came to my mind. One is just our view, our view of success. Our view of success might be doing that. You know, when, when you're a kid, you're thinking about college. You're like, I want to go to the best college. Well, then you you can really get caught up in a lot of things. Like, well, to do that, I've got to take all the AP classes so that I get more than a 4.0 so that I'll even, like, stand out of the crowd. And then I have to do every extracurricular activity known to man. And I have to... uh I have to do all this volunteering and you just, you, it can crowd out your whole schedule. You can do that for your whole family too. And it can just tend to isolate you because, and it's really, it's really a fear driven thing. Like, I really want to make this happen. Maybe it won't happen. And so I've got to invest all my energy and all my time into doing it. And th- so there's just this fear that drives you. Or maybe it's like, I want to get a scholarship to go to college. And so you get heavily invested into sports and sports becomes just the center of your existence and maybe your family's existence. And that just, your your whole it just takes you all and very isolates you from other people because you're just spending all your energy trying to get to this place you hope you get to, and it's just like I said a fear driven thing. And it might just be maybe at work, you're working a lot of overtime because you you just you want to make sure you get ahead and you want to be successful, so you just want to make sure that happens. So you have this fear that drives you to isolate yourself. What we really have to do is we have to really have to fight that fear and really trust God with the outcomes in our lives. We really have to fight that fear and trust God with the outcomes in our lives so that we can really open up space in our schedule for people. Another thing that might be causing you or a just to tend to isolate us is just unresolved relational conflict. You know, that where you, you begin to, you you have a problem with somebody, begin to isolate yourself because of that. And it, it can happen incrementally over time. I have a good friend at work many years ago. We were going to go have lunch. And he said, uh, hey, let's go down to the snack bar and have lunch. Sound like a good idea to me. He said, uh, let's take the stairs. Went, the stairs? We're on the 13th floor. And the snack bar was on the 9th. It isn't that far. But I said, why don't, let's just take the elevator. And he goes, nah, I might run into somebody. And I just, you just opened this little bit of a window into my friend's life that I hadn't seen and just, that there were parts of the floor he couldn't go to. You know, I had freedom to go anywhere I wanted, but with him, he's like, there's maybe a floor or two he couldn't go to. He's afraid to be in a small space with somebody, but he'd, he'd really, he'd been working, he'd just been isolating himself. So that, you know what, uh, if, if, the, if, uh, to really fight against that, you really have to fight against bitterness and clear up relationships. 
You have to fight against bitterness. If you catch yourself doing that, and really clear up relationships, forgive them, and and, uh, and seek forgiveness if you need it. And then uh, the one other thing that I want to bring up today that that can really help to isolate us is just the fear of being transparent. Just the fear of being transparent. You know, what if people find out where I'm really at and where I'm, what I'm really struggling with? Will they really accept me? And I want to just say this. is It's really okay to be where you're at because that's where you're at. You know, uh, at work uh, with the Corps of Engineers, I'll, sometimes they'll come in and they'll say, we need to have this project done in two months. And I'll... I don't, many times I've, I've had to think it through and then have a meeting with uh, some of the higher-ups and just say, well, I'd like to suggest a few things. And one is, it, we, you know, we can't start from where we wish we were. We have to start from where we are. <laughs> and to get, if we start where we're really at, I'll kind of describe that, then I think it would probably take us about three and a half months of really hard work, but I think we could do it. And I would ask, can, can we move that time frame to three and a half months and we'll really make that happen? And that, that usually is pretty effective. But just it's it's okay to be where you're at. That's really where you need to move from. And so in, unless you let people know where you're really at, they really don't know how to help you. You know, my, my friend back at SC, he asked for help. And just that asking for help just opened up a world for both he and I to really learn and grow. So it's just that, that transparency is a big part of of really uh of really connecting with other people. So you'll fight against pride. And be honest and open to people. Fight against pride and be honest and open with people. And there, you know, there's many things that can pull us into isolation. Uh, yours might be different from the, the, the ones I just described. Um, but if we will fight those things and open up the space in our lives for people, then we can really experience the community that God has for us. And that's really what we want to do as a church is we really want to experience, have that kind of community here. Um, as I as I close today, I wanted to encourage. I want to, I want to just uh, ask ask you all to consider a few couple of things. One is, I'd like to ask you to consider taking some time uh, this week and just think through these three things. What tends to isolate me? What tends to isolate me? And then really think through: Has that kept me from opening space for people? You know, how has that been in the way? And look at, you know, how, how, uh, how has that kept me from opening space to people? And then look at what do I need to do to fight against it? What do I need to do to fight against it? Now, you may, as you figure that out, as you spend some time looking at that, you might need some input. You might need some help on that. I would really, I just encourage you just to, you know, talk to someone that you know that, uh, that you know that they walk with God. And that they would maybe have some input for you and just ask them those questions. Ask, ask them, here's what I think I'm dealing with. How can I fight that? How can I do that? And then the second thing I'd like to ask you to consider is to really consider joining one of our groups this fall. Uh, like, like Barry said, we're going to be launching soon. Uh, probably in about four weeks, we'll be starting our small groups here. So begin thinking, begin thinking about that and really consider that. Here at, here at Church in the Valley, um, really our groups are intended to provide a real space to relationally connect with people so that you really do have a, a place where you can belong, a place where you can really grow, and a place where people can really care about you on the journey. That's really a big part of what we want to do with our groups. We, and uh, it's, it's really instrumental with, with, with how we're wanting to do ministry here.
So I'd really like you guys to consider that. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask the band to come back up. And uh, now would be a good time to finish filling out your communication cards if there's more that you wanted to put on there. And I just kind of go through a few next steps. You know, for you, maybe the next step is uh, just to identify what tends to isolate you, like we were talking about. And then maybe for you, the next step is is just really to open up some space in your life for people. And then, then the next step would just, you know, really consider being a part of a small group this, this next year. That would be great. Let me, uh, let me pray for us, and uh, we'll continue with worship. Dear God, Father, uh, I'm just so grateful to you for the change that you've made in our lives. And God, I just pray that you'd really help us to really connect relationally. And I pray, God, that you would really change our lives and that we would not be who we've always been, that we'd really make progress. And, God, I just pray that uh, we would not be on the wrong side of the glass, that we'd really roll down the window and really oh, invite people into our lives and that we'd really relationally connected. In Jesus' name, amen.